I got to tell you all about Optigreens 50 from First Form. I have been trying to be conscious of taking care of my body, and after finding out that about 80% of your immune system is located in your gut and digestive tract, I knew I had to take care of that. So I started taking Optigreens 50, a precisely formulated greens superfood powder meant for overall immune system support and digestive health. Optigreens 50 has 50 hand-chosen ingredients with low-temperature processed 100% organic grasses and 100% of the greens ingredients all being grown and manufactured in the USA. There are five different blends in OptiGreen 50 for specific digestive health and immune system benefits. Green superfood blend, glycemic balance blend, phytonutrient blend, digestive enzyme blend, and probiotic blend. And let's not forget about the taste. The taste and texture are like no other product on the market. It's not gritty and it has this sweet berry flavor from natural flavors. I'm really picky about taste and I genuinely enjoy the taste of OptiGreen's 50. In fact, they're so confident in the flavor that if you don't like it, they offer a 110% money back guarantee. Visit firstform.com slash mom dad. That's firstform.com slash mom dad. That's the number one S-T-P-H-O-R-M dot com slash mom dad to get free shipping through this link on any orders over $75. Firstform.com slash mom dad. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Well, welcome home, family. Welcome. It's your, your mom, mom and dad. dad. Hello. Oh, hello. Welcome back. Good morning. Good evening. Good day. You know what Evan shared with me yesterday, um, which I feel like is quite groundbreaking, is that apparently there are podcasts out there oh. that are specifically meant to be boring so yeah. that you fall asleep to it. They're yeah. sleep podcasts, but they're not like ambient noise or anything well i haven't listened to him yet but i was reading this article on uh people you know people listen to things to fall asleep so whether right. it be tv shows or yeah, podcasts I mean, reality or whatever TV. reality tv you're shouting in the background yeah but <laughs> they were saying that people record these specifically boring podcasts so that they will bore you to sleep basically <laughs> But what I thought was so interesting is I, I get this big time because uh-huh. I will choose what shows, if I want to watch a show to fall asleep to, I will intentionally pick something that I find not very interesting. Right. So if there's or you'll a, watch golf. Right. But it's, it's kind of long and it's kind of like, you know, it's you, it's, you're not like on the edge of your feet the whole, or on the edge of your seat, seat the whole time. <laughs> um, so sometimes I'll pick like an old episode I've already seen. Sometimes I'll pick, yeah, golf, but I won't pick like, oh my God, there's a new episode of said show that I'm super excited to watch. Let me, let me fall asleep to that. Cause then I'm kind of like on edge about really wanting to see what happens. Number one, I don't have the self-control to not immediately watch something that's brand new that's come out that like I need to see. So that's probably why I have sleep issues because I'm trying honestly to Honestly, probably asleep. why, yeah. But also... I, when I'm not watching something brand new or listening to something brand new, you know me, I listen to just like the most hectic, it's like the hectic wildness puts me to sleep. It almost just knocks me out. Yeah. You're like someone who loves like, if you would be like falling asleep to metal or something, it's Uh basically like metal music. (laughs) It's like, it's the emotional 
It's the emotional TV version of metal music. Like if you're driving, well, you used to watch horror movies to fall asleep. That's too, true. That's when I was really struggling. That's when I was really struggling. I just would, I would like just be like, kind of wake up and hear like, no. Just <laughs> <was> like. <laughs> That was a whole different level of trauma when that was going on. But even when you're driving the car, because I'm a car sleeper, Mm -hmm. when you're driving and you turn on relaxing, quiet music, I'm awake. But if you turn on loud, boisterous music, I'm out like a light. That's very I, weird. I, I need to probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think we that. need to do some deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> some deep dive with that. No. Nope. But I was thinking how offensive if that, that that's yes. like a big offensive thing to say to any podcaster if they're like, oh, yeah. oh you remind me of one of those sleep podcasts because yeah. it's so boring. Yeah. If someone said, hey, you, you, I follow you with your podcast every night. It's kind of like. But I get that because no, I'm like right. that. So but could now be, I'm going to be in my head about it. Yeah. It could be a big compliment. <laughs> Being like, well, you listen to us every day. That's amazing. Yeah. Or it could be like. Are we that boring? We yeah, like, fall asleep? Oh, no. So the question is... I want to do one. Should we do one? Yeah. The family's going to be like, please don't. Just have the most boring conversation that we could possibly think of. Part of me some, part of me really does feel like I would love to try it out and see if it's a thing. Because I'd love to just be on there being like, hey, everybody. Hope you're well. Um, hold on. Let me just grab this thing here. You just gonna hear me grabbing something. A little ASMR. A little ASMR too. So I'm kinda like, let me just grab my coffee here. Mm, nice oh, you know what? Starbucks. Yeah. I you know, I just tried this new blend at Starbucks. Um it's the blonde. I find that it has a little it's a little lighter tasting. You know what I mean? Just kind of this benign yeah, commentary. Yeah. I feel like you're already, your eyes are closing. I'm already. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, I, then I'm like, yeah, I hope you guys are well. for me. <laughs> and then I'm just, you know, what's funny. I was reading this article the other day on sleep podcasts and they're kind of, you, you just kind of make it boring as shit, but maybe you kind of make it soothing. Okay. So the way I think this is, I've never listened to one, but I'm guessing if I was to do one, <laughs> we I would do our research. <laughs> yeah, I would do it to where I'm soothing in the way that I'm speaking, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is very uninteresting. Okay. Now, an anxiety podcast uh-huh. would be the opposite. And that's what I would say is do the exact same thing, but say it all frantically. Oh, sure. Like, you have the I most mean? boring conversation of all time, but, like, at a height level. And, like, no, hold on, hold on. You gotta, you gotta hear me. You gotta hear me. I was, I was at Starbucks, right? I was at Starbucks. And, it, like, honestly, it was insane because I was in line. It, like, lines are a nightmare, right? Like, lines take... Like, you do it in a way that's, like, very anxious, but you never actually say anything. That would make my blood boil. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't like that. So, if I need an anxiety podcast, it's speak very anxiously, very intensely, and say nothing at all. Yeah, I don't think in the current day and age we need an anxiety podcast, saying, but we need know, a sleep podcast. There's a business for everything. I guess, you know what? You're not wrong. What would you do if you were to sleep podcast? What would I talk about? Yeah. Well, you'd be like, I was like, I'm the wrong person to ask. Wake up. I feel like maybe that drowns out my anxiety. An anti anxiety podcast. I mean, I don't feel like I need any sort of anxiety podcast or anything right yes. now when Vanderpump Rules has been keeping us up Honestly. 24 hours a day. I really don't think that I need that. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, yeah. if you are listening to this podcast Wednesday morning, remember Wednesday night on Bravo, we have the Vanderpump Reunion Part 2, which we will be recapping next Wednesday. So excited. So prepare yourselves. Okay. We're gonna take so a, excited. Take a quick pause here, yes. though. Take a quick pause. 
Family, if you are a person who chooses to shave, then I have to tell you about Athena Club's razor, the best razor I have used. Wow, this razor is pretty to look at, and it's so gentle on my skin, leaving it moisturized, super smooth, and bump-free. Athena Club's razor has thousands of five-star reviews from customers and is designed with a built-in skin guard to help prevent razor burn while being gentle on curves. Plus, the razor blade is surrounded by a water-activated serum with shea butter and hyaluronic acid, which is a holy grail for skincare. The best part is the razor kit is only $10 and comes with two blade heads, a magnetic hook for shower storage, and your choice of handle color. P.S. The handle color options are so cute. I have the limited edition mint handle color. It's so cute. And with Athena Club, you never have to think about blade refills because you choose how often you want your replacement blades shipped to you for free, and you'll never be stuck with an overused blade longer than it should be used for. And do not get me started on how amazing their shave foam is. Honestly, all their products. Show your skin care with the Athena Club Razor Kit. Head to athenaclub.com and use code MOMDAD for 25% off your first order. Again, that's athenaclub.com and use code MOMDAD for 25% off. Athena Club has also launched in Target stores nationwide, so make sure to check out the shaving aisle to buy their products in store in real life. Okay, so like we said, next week we are going to be covering and recapping the Vanderpump Reunion Part 2 on Wednesday's episode. Um, But today, I have a very special guest. Um, It is Jeanette from Shut the Kale Up, known very well on Instagram as Shut the Kale Up. She is a dear friend of ours. And I actually recorded this with Jeanette a few days ago. Unfortunately, uh, dad over here has been extremely busy with work, had to have an emergency work call and last minute couldn't make it. So that was sad. But I loved having a one-on-one sit down with Jeanette. Jeanette is an incredible person. Like I said, a dear friend. And... This is this is a tough conversation. Um, it's a tough conversation because of everything that Jeanette has experienced in her story over the past couple of years. The pain that she has had to walk through, um, the devastating shock that she's experienced and all of us mm-hmm. who have known her. Um, but I was so grateful for Jeanette on this podcast, her willingness to be so vulnerable about everything she's been going through. She's just so raw and real. It's one of the things that I love about her so much. But through this conversation, we also had a lot of conversations about her process through all this. She gives so many words of wisdom and advice and gets into depth about her current healing journey and it was just a really powerful episode and I am so, so grateful for her being willing to come mm. on. Um, and I think everyone from the family will really appreciate it. So I think so too. Thank you so much to Jeanette. Yeah. And you and I will pop on at the very end to do a, a call home, of Wouldn't course, for the world. per usual. Me? But um, let's get into this conversation with Jeanette. Well, family, I have to tell you, I am overcome with excitement right now because I am joined by someone and Evan is so devastated he is not here because he adores this person. I adore this person. I have known this individual for a long time and we are sitting down on the podcast for the first time together. It's Jeanette from Shut the Kale Up. (laughs) Thank you. It's been a long time coming. I'm 
honored to be here. I am so happy. So I don't know if people, I feel like people have caught on a little bit, maybe on social media when we'll comment on each other's Instagram posts and everything, but we've known each other for a long time. Years. Years. And it goes deep and intense because you found out you were pregnant with your first because I took a pregnancy test. (laughs) This is true. It was one of those moments where... I mean, everyone from the family knows that I had a surprise pregnancy situation and Jeanette was the first person I told outside of my family. And you and I were really starting to just get to know each other. And I just everything about you, I just felt so comfortable with you right away that I was like, I need to just tell her what is going on. And I tell you and you look at me and the first thing that you say is you're like, I think I'm pregnant, too. I'm like, Jeanette, you're not. (laughs) You're having one of those feelings where you're like, I think I feel it, too. Cut to three hours later. This woman texts me a positive pregnancy test. But it was so faint that I was like, is this real? Is this actually happening? And I remember you saying, "Um, just so you know, if you get a like a, a faint positive test, like you are 1000%. You're pregnant. pregnant. I'm like, I had Googled it a million times yeah. at that point because I'd been checking over and over again. And no, you got that test and you were like, I'm like, this is crazy. But we were able to so have our first, be pregnant with our first kiddos together. Right. We're only like, we were only three weeks apart. Yeah. Which would meant so much to me because at the time I didn't have anyone who I knew who was, yeah. had had a kid or was going through pregnancy. And I feel like same. It was, we just, we had each other. We had each other. We were just on the phone constantly. And it was so cool that we both had such different experiences. Yes. That like, it just gave perspective. Perspective was huge because we really did have different experiences. Yeah. And that was helpful for me to know. And so many of our conversations that I've then had conversations on this podcast and Chatty Broads over the years were because of conversations you and I had had together Mm -hmm. throughout our pregnancy because I had another friend who was experiencing it and we kind of worked through a lot of... A lot of Googling. A lot of Googling (laughs) together. A lot of sitting together, crying, feeling uncomfortable, all the things. But I remember you were the first person to say, oh my goodness, you're going into labor. Like, I remember (laughs) this. I was on my couch and you looked at me and said, you're going to have this baby real soon. I could just feel it. And I did. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's just crazy, like, to sit here with history. So, okay. Sorry, everyone. I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm excited to be sitting with you finally. But for those individuals who, for some reason, have not checked you out on Instagram, I don't know if there are any. Because, come on, you're you're the hot hot shit. (laughs) (laughs) But can you break down who you are on Instagram, what you do? I mean, it's been, you've been in this game for a long time. Yeah, I am a quote-unquote influencer, Mm -hmm. and I've been doing it before influencing was even a thing. Um, I kind of fell into it, and to be quite honest, I don't know what category I land in anymore. I feel like I'm in a new place, and I really love it Mm -hmm. because I'm learning her. I'm living her every day more and more, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to call myself that person that's like, well, I'm a wellness influencer. Like, Wellness goes beyond the eating healthy and getting exercise. At least for me now, I have a totally different take on it. Mm -hmm. So I'm still trying to figure out what category I lie in, but I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying the creative space that I'm in right now. Well, and you started, I mean, when you and I first met, 
that was really when you had first started posting. Right. I remember watching and all of a sudden <laughs> checking out your Instagram and being like, holy shit. All, all of a sudden, like all these followers and you were making this career. And it was incredible to see you as a new mom. And even before you were pregnant, like having this this part of yourself that became this businesswoman and you stepping into this and watching like you said it was really before a lot of people had the title of influencer you were very groundbreaking in that space Thank you. and watching you through the years has just been so wild and amazing but like you said um in recent days you've shifted and kind of your perspective of what you would necessarily call the genre that you're in. Right. And a lot of that has been because of your life over the past few years. This um, is where like the intense music lies. I know. And we're like, okay, we're going to dive into this. Yeah. And, you know, before we started, we were kind of saying, this is the first time, obviously, you and I are sitting down doing this together, podcasting, but... Over the years, we've had a lot of conversations. We've Thanks. known each other for a long time. And I'm so happy that you're willing to sit down with me and dive into all of this and be willing to be vulnerable and share. Um, but you know what? Another thing that we want to say for the family who's listening, like if at any point you're like boundaries up, you know, we love the boundaries here. So we love to have that out there oh, yeah. too. But this is, I wanted to have this conversation with me and you as like, People who have been two friends for a long time, and if you're willing to dive in, I know that there are so many things that you, like hardships that you've experienced over the past few years, yeah. and I have seen you handle them and grow and come into a different piece of yourself like I've never seen anyone before, and I know that there's a lot that you can share with our audience, so... yeah. If you're comfortable. Absolutely. I came here to have a heart to heart with a friend mm -hmm. that I've known for a very long time who has created the most incredible space, I feel like, for people to come and listen to the real shit, you know? And I love how honest you are and how out there you are with everything that you do. And I've always loved that about you. Thank you. And same. And... <laughs> And I watched you grow through the years and I'm I'm just so excited to be here because I've done two other podcasts about, mm -hmm. you know, life and what's happened, but nothing like this. And I'm really happy I'm going to be able to have a conversation with you and for your followers, my followers to listen from a totally different like scope. Mm hmm. And that's what means the world to me. I don't think I've ever had a conversation with like a dear friend about something like this before on the podcast. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Do you want to start a few years ago? I know, like you said, you've been on numerous podcasts before, but for mm -hmm. those individuals who haven't heard you, do you want to talk about what's happened in the last few years? Yes. So, <clears throat> um, it's hard to kind of explain it, you know, for the first time, because it always just feels really, you know, wild. Mm -hmm. But I basically lived my life with my ex. Um, we were married for seven years, mm -hmm. three and a half of those. He was in a totally different relationship. Um, we have two boys. 
and they're the best thing that's ever happened to both of us. And, you know, we worked together, we did things together. There was just no way in hell I would ever think that mm -hmm. he had a double life. Um, he led everyone to believe. It's it's kind of interesting that you've known him longer yes. than myself. Yes. You know, and just to sit here and have conversations with you, but also previous conversations that we've had mm -hmm. that were already after the fact that I had realized that he was living a double life and that he had an affair for so long. And, you know, um, you had mentioned to me, you and I had a conversation not too long ago mm -hmm. about him having conversations about how he was almost painting it out to to look like we had both come to an agreement that we were getting a divorce mm -hmm. because we just had differences. Yes. Know? So when I met you, we ended up all hanging out and becoming friends and I fell right. in love with you right away. Um, but our relationship started, you know, after I had met him and you at the time, you guys were just dating. And then I knew you once you had gotten married and like we were talking about before, you had started then this this empire, this business that you started yourself. And then you had your two gorgeous sons. And throughout this time, when when did you find out about what was happening? I found out May 4th of 2019. No, May 4th of 2021. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and when I found out the relationship was in since like November 2019 was as far as the phone records had gone, mm -hmm. which I had checked the phone record because my beautiful friend Jess Stone had had told me that there was energy in my ex's field that was not mine. That was another woman. So, you know, <clears throat> when it comes to, I guess, doing a session with Jess, mm -hmm. she gives you little tidbits of like, you know, your energy and where it's at. And We've at the had time, Jessica on the podcast before. We you loved have. her on Chatty Broads. Yes. It was such a good episode, by the way. I listened all the way through. Loved her. Um, but she had basically said, you know, go find like concrete evidence. And so I did. And had yeah. you had any intuition leading up before that? Were you feeling like in your body were you in that point where you went to go see Jessica because you had been feeling something well I went to Jessica because one of my friends Jenny had she had been you know like we're friends so we kind of know about our days and she noticed that I went to one of my best friend's wedding by myself mm -hmm. which my ex was supposed to um officiate the wedding okay and he had canceled literally the week of. So she thought that was odd and that, you know, she started asking questions like, are you guys good mm -hmm. or what's going on? Mm -hmm. Because it kind of came in like as a shock to many. Yes. You know? Yes. And he had painted this picture of, no, 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 we were unhappy forever. Like, you yeah. know, since we had kids because you put them first and we parented the way that we did. But when it comes to parenting, you know, it, it's two people. Of course. And it was unbeknownst to you that that information was being shared with other people that right. you guys weren't doing well. The exactly. narrative that he was spinning. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's, 
it's quite um, challenging to keep up with this story because of dates, things that he has said to his family, to me, mm -hmm. to our even our therapist, you know, because mm -hmm. he lied to her for as long as we were, quote unquote, trying. Mm -hmm. So it's so difficult to explain it on a podcast because of every there's so much there's so yeah. much yeah and i don't understand how somebody's brain can go there with making up all of this fake reality you know mm -hmm. um it's quite sad it's devastating yeah and i remember getting then the call from you after it had been a while since then you had your session with Jessica. Um, and then you, it led you, like you were saying, to check the phone records. Mm -hmm. And then you started to see and things started to piece together, correct? Correct. Okay. What did you discover in that? Did you discover how long things had been going on? Well, the phone records said 2019 of November, okay. which was just wild to me, because we had had our son, our second son, July 2019. Mm -hmm. um, and the phone records were just, and I've said this on multiple podcasts, but like they were nonstop phone calls. It wasn't like a once or twice a day. It was like 10 times nonstop. Mm -hmm. And it was every day. So for someone to sit down with me and say it started November 2019, which that's as far as the phone records go. I would say that's a lie because it was like nonstop. Correct. Wouldn't yes. you kind of gradually get there? But even then, that's an it. Like, what do you do all day? Correct. Yeah. You know, no, you, you don't you don't end up calling somebody 15 times a day all day right. from the first time that you meet an individual. Exactly. There's there's. Things being exchanged beforehand, whether that be DMs, whether that be texts, whether that be a one phone call here, two phone calls there. And that's kind of how it started, supposedly. I don't even know the the full story, to be honest, mm -hmm. um, because now fast forward to today, I am now in contact with his ex-girlfriend prior to me, the ex-girlfriend that he was in love with, that he was going to marry one day. Okay, so this is the ex before me. you guys got into a relationship. Correct. Okay, okay. So I am now in contact with her. And the only reason why she contacted me was because of listening to the podcast that I did with the Skinny Confidential. Okay. And she had said that the same thing, not the same thing, but similar things happened to her. Which I was told by my ex the opposite. Okay. It was framing her to be a certain way. Yes. She's this way. So now you're having a moment where you're all of a sudden pulling back and seeing that patterns have patterns. been what's been going on. Exactly. Okay. And that's where I'm like, wow, it's a real mind fuck mm -hmm. because of the fact that now I feel like what was it all a lie? Mm. You know, mm -hmm. and that's a that's a big wound to have. Mm -hmm. Because growing up the way that I grew up, I have the abandonment wound. And now, you know, I called in a partner that has the same or similar dysfunctions or mm -hmm. patterns. Mm -hmm. And it's it was just 
I mean, I'm still recovering, you know? Yeah, of course. And the thing that is most challenging is that this story continues to like unfold. Mm -hmm. And during the hardest season of my life, which was a year ago, um, <clears throat> I feel like it was just prepping me and helping me gain that endurance that I needed to continue on this journey mm -hmm. because it doesn't seem to end. But now I'm reacting towards it so differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my feet are on the ground, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. When you, okay, I'm going back just for people who yeah. don't know, you know, the story or haven't listened to you in, in previous podcasts. But after you find everything with the phone records, um, is this something that you bring to him? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so I had a friend just, you know, um, print out lots of papers and highlight the numbers. And there was, it was basically a yellow piece of paper, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, I sent the boys to my mom's. I didn't tell her because I knew that she, it would just crush her. Mm -hmm. So I just said, can you please do this? And she had seen my face. I mean, I was dead inside, you know? Yeah, of course. And I basically asked him about who this person, how this person was. Because they had, they had a schedule, you know? Um, he was working a, an hour away. And okay. he would immediately hop on a phone call with her as soon as he would leave work. Okay for work and then you know throughout the whole day and then when he was coming back home and was this person someone that you knew i knew of her okay because we had run into each other quite a few times at the farmer's market and at play dates you know not play dates for us but like just being at the park sure um she's she was married she had she has two boys okay kind of similar ages um, and it was an ex, but it wasn't like a serious relationship. Like no one knew of her. It right. was just it like was a short oh, term. Yeah, yeah. Like I dated, I, it was framed as I dated her a couple times. Like, okay. you know, like it wasn't like a proper ex-girlfriend. Okay. Right. Okay. And I just, I never thought, you know, anything because sure. she's not. I mean, I guess I could be a little petty if I want to, but you know, <laughs> you're she's allowed not to anything. be petty. <laughs> I know, I really am. I'm not that person, but man, I know. I just didn't think like it's you were nothing. concerned. You weren't concerned. Not concerned. But also, on it. top of this, let me say this is your friend coming in. Okay, you're also one of the my favorite things about you always, and something I have always admired about you is that you are such a loyal, trusting person. You've always been that way. You're a ride or die for the people that you love. And 100%. I know that, you know, and I don't know how comfortable you are getting into the past and all of this, but I know that there have been abandonment struggles and traumas in your past. I feel like you've always moved forward with such a healthy view of relationships. So to see you have to walk through this of all people, to be honest, was I mean, I'd be enraged if any of my friends experienced that. But with someone like you who was always so willing to ride and work through hard stuff yeah. and was so trusting. I saw red. <laughs> I mean, the See, rage. And that's the thing. <laughs> I, feel. I never 
think the worst of people. You never do. You never have. I, I've been with you in a million conversations about all sorts of different people when I'm being bitchy and complaining. And you're just not that way. I'm like, no. And, and I don't expect anybody to do something that I would never do to them. Of course. So when this came on, I was like, this is insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, this is actually psychotic. Yes. But it actually is. Correct. Yeah. Um. So it's 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 been. Yeah. It's okay. been an experience. So then you bring the conversation, your findings to him. <clears throat> he says, what are you talking about? And I'm like, no, no. Like, You're like, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> if we're going to have a moment here, at least let's be straight up. Like, admit it. I, he, and you know, you're yeah. my friend. Mm-hmm. He thought I was too dumb to ever find out about this shit. That's reality. Don't get me more mad right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and. He handled every single piece of my life. And because I am, I think it's that Latina in me that mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to be the wife. I want to clean. I want to cook. You know, the man takes care of like the, you pay the, you know, like all of that stuff. Mind you, I had my own business, but I had no idea how much money I made. I had no idea the business aspect of it. So now that I'm at like in it and Mm -hmm. I am doing it all with my manager and my team, it's like, wow, you really didn't do much here. (laughs) You have the realization. Is that something, by the way, just a quick sidebar that you would suggest to people listening if they're starting you know, their own business. And obviously, you know, if you have a relationship with your partner to even if you are working in, you know, close quarters with your partner that you have like your eye on everything. Yes. Okay. I now moving forward would have eyes on everything. Okay. Just because of the fact that, you know, you just, I've now learned you can't trust even the closest people to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to live like that. Of course. But it's like it's it's the knowing of like putting trusting yourself first and putting yourself first exactly. in this place. And I think I feel like especially as women, we can get written off often when it comes to the business end of things, and right. the finance end of things, right. too. But that's just protecting yourself. And I don't think exactly. it's being untrustworthy. I think it's protecting yourself. Yeah. By the way, I say this as someone who needs to get my shit together on that. <laughs> This is not not like a, we should only do this. I'm like, oh shit, I need to get my stuff figured out. Love you, Evan, but also, you know, (laughs) protection. Okay, family, we have to take a quick pause here and chat with you for a second. Summer, okay? Summer is practically here. And if you're looking for that perfect shoe that's comfortable and goes with everything, I have got your answer. Rothy's. Rothy's flat sneakers and sandals are the move for when you need comfortable and cute shoes. And they're easy to pair with all your outfits from weekday to weekend and everywhere you're headed. They also come in a large range of colors like neutrals that match everything and brights that add a pop. And they truly are wildly comfortable. The type of shoes that you do not need to break in, they come just perfect. They are machine washable and look brand new post-wash. And Rothy's are highly durable. It's true. And I've had my pair of Rothy's for years and years and they genuinely look and feel like I just got them and everything at Rothy's is sustainably made with their signature thread knit from recycled plastic bottles over 158 million and counting and by the way in March Condé Nast Traveler named Rothy's shoes the driver and point 
uh, their list of best women's slip-on shoes for long flights and longer walks. And Cosmopolitan named the point the most comfortable pointed flats in a roundup of cute and comfortable shoes. So truly the perfect shoe for your summer travels. For stylish and comfortable shoes, shop Rothy's. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash Y-M-A-D. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash Y-M-A-D. Again, $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash Y-M-A-D. rothys.com slash Y-M-A-D. So like we were saying, summer is almost upon us and school is out for most of the kiddos. And if you're a parent or a caretaker, maybe you're feeling how we're feeling, which is so excited to spend the summer with our child and simultaneously thinking, how am I going to keep the little one occupied and excited and learning? That's where we turn to KiwiCo. We love KiwiCo and our child has been obsessed for years. KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on projects designed to create a lifelong love for learning among kids. You might know KiwiCo as a month monthly subscription that delivers monthly hands-on projects for kids. But now you can go to kiwico.com slash store to find tons of creative projects and ready-to-play activities. From engineering robots to exploring the science of cooking, you can choose the exact crate that you want without a subscription. Uh, at the online KiwiCo store, you can pick projects that match your child's specific interests. Can't decide what to get your young adventurer? There is a simple quiz to find the perfect crate. And KiwiCo offers kid-tested, kid-approved activities for all all ages from developmental play for babies and toddlers to hands-on science, art, and geography for kids. Like I said, our daughter has been a huge fan of KiwiCo for years. We recently got the environmental science oil cleanup crate because it's something that she's super passionate about. Um, and not only did our child have so much fun with the sensory aspect, but it also brought on a lot of important conversations about the environment. It's absolutely amazing. We love KiwiCo so much. Find the perfect hands-on project for your family at the KiwiCo store. No subscription required. Get 20% off any store crate with promo code MOMDAD at KiwiCo.com slash store. That's 20% off any store crate with code MOMDAD at KIWICO.com slash store. Again, code MOMDAD at KiwiCo.com slash store. Um, okay, so then uh who what wait what yeah what are you who are you talking about mm -hmm. um no and until i threw the papers at him was when he was like oh um oh, just a friend it's just a friend and i was like no this isn't just a friend and he led everyone to believe that it was an emotional affair okay so that was what was immediately so, yes it, it, at first it was like it's a friend and then we're gonna go to the next right. level which i'll admit to it being a quote-unquote emotional affair you weren't giving it to me so i needed to find it somewhere else okay emotions he was saying you weren't giving to him yes okay my emotional support because it was so difficult for him which mind you i don't ever want to invalidate anyone's feelings mm -hmm. but mind you i had a, a newborn Yes, you did. And I had him at home where he saw me birth his second son in our home. That's where I'm just like, wow, in my most vulnerable state, you know, that's where I'm just like all women mm -hmm. all over the world would know even the first year 
is something that it's like, it's different. It changes your DNA. That's mm-hmm. scientifically proven. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I immediately was just like this isn't this isn't an emotional affair but of course i wanted my ride or die in me yeah the loyal jay that everyone knows <laughs> yes personally yeah um wanted to work it out for myself for my kids for our future for our legacy i am not one that just gives up so i wanted to work it out he had agreed, but was definitely not in it. And I knew, and he was painting this beautiful picture that he was trying, but I was bringing her up a lot and asking questions. And I wouldn't understand because you neglected me. So I'm brutally wounded. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I was, I was doing a lot. I fought so damn hard, Jess. And you, you've heard. Yeah. You know, you and I had a plenty of conversations and I also know you. So I know that that's the truth. But then I also heard and saw all of that. So at this point, when you're fighting, um, has he then admitted to anything physical or are we just still stuck on that? It's emotional, still stuck on that. It's emotional. Yeah. Was his timeline correct for you? Like, was he giving you, like, the actual length of how long it had been going on? Or have you found out since that it was much longer than he said? Um, Now I've found out that this person has just always lingered. Okay. In his little energy bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, you know, now that I know his ex-girlfriend, they have they had mingled while he was in a relationship with her. Okay. But I don't believe, and I say this with a full, like, my heart in it and soul. I don't believe it's, like, the long-lost lovers that were meant to be. Solely because of the fact that when you do have a connection with a person like that, you don't care Mm -hmm. what anybody else thinks. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You fully embody and you go for it. Full reins. And... It just seems so like this whole story just seems really odd. Well, and even let's just say this. Let's just say it was. Here's this individual who's been in and out of your life for a long time, who is this quote unquote long lost lover who's the love of your life. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, there was a commitment to you and to your family. Yes. And so regardless of if that energy was even there. If you find that person and you're like, actually, this is the person, then you come forward and be like, I think I need to move on and then suffer, you know, and then be part of the consequences and the pain that comes with what happens when you end a relationship in a correct way, even though it is painful, not going around someone's back and lying and having an affair for however long. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. so. (sighs) Sorry. (laughs) Just the the amount of things that you have been through. So. um. When you find all this out, when you guys are starting to have your conversations where you are putting so much effort into this, how are you feeling at this point? Because I'm assuming there's two pieces of you, right? There's Jeanette and then there's also mom. Absolutely. So the Jeanette side of of the puzzle, Mm -hmm. 
felt like, okay, I need to be this wife Mm -hmm. that needs to be there for her husband that is clearly on. It it almost felt like he was having a midlife crisis and everyone kind of agrees with certain changes and, you know, shifts and shifts. Yeah, we'll say that. (laughs) And so it just it it felt like something was off there. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be there. Because I had believed the lies of being a neglectful wife and not, you know, being there for him. So I wanted to do that now. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be aware and fully embody that woman that he needed me to be. Right? Because that's what you do. Was he bringing that up a lot before you found out, like, you're not doing this, yes. this, and this? Okay. Was that what was often brought up in conversations when there would be an argument? Yes. Okay. And... It was literally the the month before I found out. Okay. It was like, oh, well, it's, we're done, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and. I'm so sorry. I yeah, know. Okay. So I was talking about Jeanette versus. <laughs> oh, and mom. then mom. Yeah. yeah. You know, at the time that I found out, obviously as a mother and a, just a human that had found out about another person for however long Mm -hmm. I could not be present I mean my mind was racing I I have to say I probably would sleep three to four hours every night I was losing weight like you have no I mean you saw how Mm -hmm. thin I got Mm -hmm. I wasn't eating I couldn't Mm -hmm. food didn't taste like anything to me at that point you know I was on major fight or flight And being a mom was incredibly difficult. The only way I got through it was because of my girlfriends that showed up every single day Mm -hmm. and said, do you want food? Do you want, um, like, what do you need? Mm -hmm. They would even show up and just say, hey, we're we're playing. So they would, you know, take the boys to the backyard. And um, the, the days that I did have energy, I would go to the park with my girlfriends. Okay. That's where I would be, you know, and it was very, very hard. But I mean, mom is mom. And I know those little boys will remember that time. Because Elliot brings it up. Remembering that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you're processing all of these things. Where's he at in this? Are you guys having active conversations together <clears throat> or is he MIA? What's his posture? So at that time, he was really focused on work. Okay. They were opening up a new store, a new location, and he had basically invested all of his time there. Mm-hmm. Now knowing that he wasn't obligated to be there. He was just continuing to hide, run, and he had almost painted it out like as, I feel bad, I'm in shame, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, again, victimizing himself and me being okay with it. Mm -hmm. But I knew deep down, like, my soul just knew something was not okay. So you you could feel, feel that, but then now looking back with, like, the facts and figures... Throughout this time, when he was saying that he was going to be working on it, he was continuing the affair. Yeah, he was continuing the affair. So that's why 
there was a lot of part of him missing, you know, he was working, he was talking to her or he was at her place. Who knows? I mean, I still don't know all the details because I quote unquote wouldn't understand. And I always wanted to know Mm -hmm. what happened. What are the actual dates? What is this story? Mm -hmm. But I mean, like I said, to this day, I wouldn't understand. And I am totally okay with not knowing anymore. Mm. Like I'm at a place now where it doesn't even matter. If you'd be talking to someone who walked through what you walked through and was in a situation like you where you didn't have this definitive closure, where you walk away and you're like, I really still, there's so many holes. What would be your biggest piece of advice coming out of that? My advice is you, you fill those with the love and the self-respect for yourself mm-hmm. and for your future. Because someone who lied to you for so long and continues to lie, is lying even to himself, will never be able to give you that closure. Will never be able to give you the actual facts. Mm-hmm. Because this whole story has been a big O lie. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to wait around for that closure. I don't need it anymore. I didn't need it. I just needed to figure that out on my own, you know? And that is the work that you should be putting yourself into so that you can get to a place where you're like, I'm okay. And you know what? I'm still not okay, but I am okay. Mm -hmm. And they can both kind of live like those two things can live together where I have my days where I'm just like, why did this have to happen? And not that I ever think about getting back with him or even if he would change like nothing, like absolutely not. But that doesn't take away what the idea of it was supposed to be. Not even that. Yeah. It's my kids. Okay. That's literally all I think about is the fact that I don't get to see them every single day of their precious lives, Mm -hmm. you know? And there's pros and cons to that because I don't, I want my story to always be a positive. I don't ever want it to be a sob story, a feel bad for me story. I want it to be like, damn, she's the fucking ultimate badass that got through that. Mm -hmm. So I can do it too, because Mm -hmm. if I did it, you could absolutely do it. Mm. And I'm the first one there to believe in anybody. Um, And so I think about my boys. I think about the love that they're not getting from me every single day. Energetically, I'm I'm pouring it out to them every day with everything that I do. Mm -hmm. But there are times where they come home and they don't look the same. And that, like, it's, it's heartbreaking. That I don't get to see them every day. And as a mom, one that cared so much, one that breastfed till you, Elliot was three. You're an incredible mom. Thank you. Incredible I am. Mom. Who are you? No, you I, fucking are. I you am. know you are. I don't, I don't second guess that anymore. 
everything I do is for them. And you also know that you are an incredible partner. Thank you. I, I'm an incredible person. You are. So you like, are. of course I, I brought it when yeah. it came to being in a partnership. Yeah. Yeah. Did I not know certain things? Of course, but we're all learning, mm-hmm. you know? And now I, I don't even think about like, oh, I don't have a partner. I have plenty like my girl gang, my, the people that I actually connect with on mm-hmm. a deeper level, I I sure as hell didn't connect like that when I was in a relationship with it with the person that was literally sucking my energy without me even knowing, mm-hmm. you know. So I am so happy to be here on this other side, which is still very much like, oh, am I doing this right? You know. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think I'll ever get to a place. I don't think nobody will ever get to a place where it's like, oh, I knew exactly what I was doing at every point of my life. I I still don't know what I'm doing. I wing everything. And I am so happy I do. Yeah. Because it it comes it comes out the Jeanette way. And that's all I want to ever do. And that's is, all you should do. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you should do. And that's the thing, my God, first of all. You literally have chills all over my body with like 17 things you said. I need to like go rewind and listen <laughs> back to all of them. Um, but talking about how we'll never get it right. Like we're never going to be perfect. Right. But the issue is then when you're in a partnership, you're a partner and you have a partner who knows and you're working through that together. Not someone who's going to point a finger and someone who's going to be selfish. And so for me watching you process through all this and knowing how much of yourself you pour into every crevice of every person around you, your family, your chosen family, everyone. It's like you're such an incredible human being and deserve to have all of that given back to you, you know, specifically, but as we all do. And so to know that, like you're saying, you can find your perfect partner in friends around you and you're the chosen people around you. So when you know that you're finally done, were you the one who was like, it's done? Yeah. I mean, I had found out about a burner phone and he continued to do this back and forth. I want a divorce. No, I don't. I want a divorce. No, I actually want to work it out. I was just, after that, I I, I literally went to my friend Jenna's house mm-hmm. to tell her about the burner phone and I collapsed on her driveway. Just, I can't do this anymore. I, I really did think that I was going to die of stress. Like my heart was just one day going to stop because of the lack of sleep and lack of nutrients. Even water was really difficult for me to drink. And so that was when I said, okay, if you're not going to get a lawyer or a mediator, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I hired a mediator. Okay. So for people who are listening out there who have said, Oh, you know, like you can easily like read records online because he was the one that filed, but it literally had, it took me taking him sitting down and being like, he's going to file because I never wanted a divorce. Mm -hmm. It was like an ego thing for him, I think. I mean, at this point, I don't even know what his thoughts are, but, but 
it was his plan all along. Right. You know? Yeah. And you felt you felt like you could see a plan. Of course. Yeah. And I was right the whole time. And you were. You called it I did I, a I, long time before things. Yes. Yeah. And your intuition. I think the most fucked up thing of this whole story is that even my friends can remember these moments, but I would say he hates me. Like a person that does this to somebody else, like nobody does this. Mm. He actually hates me. And they would say, no, no, he doesn't hate you. He, he's, he, you know, he's trying to figure out his anger, his shame. And he absolutely hates me or hated me because for somebody to do that to anybody, including the mother of their children, mm -hmm. is just, it's another level of darkness. And I can't imagine then like being in that position with someone that you've been a, a partner with, right. had children with, to have that feeling <clears throat> of like, I can feel hatred, but then also knowing like ultimately like someone who is directing that towards someone who is simply present and showing them love. That's then hatred for themselves, you know, yeah. so deep as well. Yeah. But I think that and making me look crazy to everybody mm -hmm. that was very hurtful mm -hmm. because there was a, a point in time where even my friends were like, yeah, I believed him. You know, I, th I actually thought you were crazy or you were going crazy. And so that to me, like, it's just heartbreaking all around, you know? Mm -hmm. So ultimately, you stepped away. Yes. How does the dynamic go and how are you feeling while all of this is happening, right? So you're processing through the most like devastating heartbreak betrayal like you said trying to put the pieces together but being lied to constantly so you're like right. i don't even know what's happening <clears throat> how is then dealing with social media presence because <sighs> you are someone who has always been so vulnerable and put your life out there and that's part of you who you are like that's how this how your brand began is that you were so right. willing to be vulnerable how is that process while this is going on and nobody knows except for the very few people in your like innermost circle? Yeah, it, it was it was hard because I didn't think about Instagram. Yeah. You know, for a lot of people, Instagram is a distraction or a form of just like kind of zoning out and being in a different world. But for me, it's my creative outlet. Mm -hmm. I, I truly feel like I was put on this earth to share vulnerability and truths and to empower people that have struggled to take the next step, take the next step. I did like we, we got this, you know, like that to me is what Instagram is. Mm -hmm. It's just, Hey, look at these beautiful pictures of my day or right. like, this is what I'm cooking. It doesn't have to be hard, you know, like it's, it's things like that, yeah. that I felt like I was called to do. Mm -hmm. And so during that time, I did not think about Instagram. The only thing I thought about was the story, um, this person, um, the pain. Like it was crippling, you know? 
even looking at my own kids was like, I can't believe your dad is choosing to do this, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it it was just, it was challenging. And I did not want anyone to find out. I had, I definitely had shame. Okay. Because I thought people would think, I thought their lives were perfect. Okay. Because I sure as hell thought my life was great. Or at least that's what how he had me believing, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, to everyone, he's charismatic. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, life is good. But I had no idea he was struggling with his own inner demons because mm-hmm. this had nothing to do with our relationship. Do you think, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. Do you think that a lot of the shame you felt was because he then was pointing the finger at you? Yes. Constantly that one day when you were going to have a conversation publicly that you felt like there's this weight of shame of like, oh, it's on me. Yeah. Okay. But now I feel like, hey, I was duped just as you were. I had no idea. Imagine living with a person like that. Imagine yeah. you living this life and then someone being like, psych. You know, yeah, it's like as we a lot of us create parasocial relationships with people online. It's like, oh, you thought that. Right. You knew that this like that this is what life looked like. Imagine being in my actual shoes and processing. Exactly. Like, just put yourself in my position, Mm -hmm. you know. And I mean, trust me, I did a lot of calling, a lot of texting to our all of our friends and said, did you ever see anything weird? Am I actually going crazy? Were we actually unhappy? Like, please be honest with me, you know? Was that helpful for you, by the way? I wanted to, for again, for anyone listening who's like processing through certain stuff, was it, did you feel like it was good for you then to reach out to people and be like, please, I want to hear what you have to think or what you have to say and what you saw? Right. It was helpful. Okay. Because it made me, it almost gave me that, um, that sense of like reassurance that I have to trust myself because I knew that I was a great wife. I knew that I was a great mom. Mm-hmm. I'm an amazing mom. Yes. You know, like yeah. I knew I was doing the things that I was supposed to do, mm-hmm. that I wanted to do gladly as a wife, as a mom, as a caretaker of our home and a business owner. So it was just like almost like clearing out the smoke and being like, okay, I actually see something. Yeah, I I am right. Right. This person can attest to this. Right. right. I'm feeling a little more clear. Exactly. Because when you're talking to a narcissist, they make you believe like they're lies. And it's really sad because a lot of women have reached out to me. And said, yeah, have you been getting an outpouring of people who outpouring, are just, yeah, outpouring. And it's so sad. And I send voice notes as much as I can, mm-hmm. you know, but the reality is, is that you have to trust yourself and you have to, you have to lean on people. I was going to say when I was bringing up you reaching out to like past friends and all this, I would imagine if. I was in your shoes. I think something that I would really struggle with is isolating myself. 
is be is just kind of feeling all the feelings and keeping them in and just living in my cave of a house. And I remember when you called me and first of all, I was fucking devastated for you. But then after we had, you know, numerous hours of conversation, I remember having like such a deep level of admiration at the presence that you were able to have to reach out when there was pain and betrayal and struggle and be like, what are your thoughts and reaching out for that community and not isolating. And I had such a huge admiration for that. And thinking about yourself and other people who have tragically had to walk through this, I would imagine. And like you were saying that community yeah, I is mean, healing. That's how I process. Yeah. It's speaking. And also, I wanted to do the work. I was so willing to do the work that I wanted to do everything like by the book. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if I was wrong, if you had, like, you know, on our conversation, if you had told me, you know what, Jeanette, yeah, I did see this, that, that, I would be like, okay, I own it and I'm going to figure it out to like fix it. I'm going to fix it. But it wasn't, it, that wasn't the case, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think this journey has been a long one at that and it's still continuing. I have my days. Yeah. Big time. It's isolating and it's sad sometimes, you know? Um, I don't, I feel lonely at times, but then my solitude is so it's so warm. Like I, I, I enjoy it, mm. but it's also lonely. Yeah. How do you, okay. How do you process through being in a relationship with someone for a long time? And then like you said, your precious kids. And then one day you have to go to bed and you're alone. Like what, how, how, that's a deep question, girl. I know. I'm sorry. No, it's it's good. <laughs> I, I just because I would want to know this stuff too. That's that's. I just I think about it often because I think about you often, and I go, okay, like it's how because I've seen how you've not to take away any of the radical pain and process that you're going through, but then I also see you on the other side. Yeah. Where I'm like, I've been able to have the privilege of seeing the process. And then on the other side, like you said, not that it's gone, it's far from gone. But then you who like, you know, Phoenix are coming into yourself in ways and becoming so powerful in ways that like I've never seen. Thank you. I, so at night, you know, I, it gets lonely. Mm -hmm. I tell my girlfriends all the time, I'm so ready for connection and intimacy, like that deep level of intimacy, Mm -hmm. both physical, emotional. And I know I'm going to experience it in a new way. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm calling in. But I think it's been necessary as hard as it's been to be by myself Mm. because there's no way I want to enter a relationship with the baggage or the shame or even like any bits of energy even in the bedroom Mm -hmm. you know like you got to clear that stuff out out. yeah so that you can fully be open and ready for this new person 
and at, like I feel like I'm gonna have sex for the first time <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna be so good you're so funny <laughs> it's gonna be so good it is it's yes. gonna be amazing but like I'm also <laughs> so picky we have a crew of some we friends here we have a little bit of an audience sorry to break the fourth wall but we've got some of the girlfriends in the room <laughs> I literally didn't want to look back because it would be distracting so I've been like so focused <laughs> okay family one more quick pause listen it feels like we are always on the go which i'm sure a lot of you feel as well and sometimes when you are busy getting those healthy delicious nutritious meals prepped can feel impossible that's when i turn to daily harvest to save the day daily harvest delivers delicious smoothies flatbread soups harvest bowls bites and more built on sustainably sourced fruits and vegetables all right to my door with easy to prep options for any time of day, Daily Harvest keeps our freezer stocked with good food that's always ready when we are. And the best part, no shopping, chopping, or heavy lifting ever. Uh, when I have to run out of the house for work, it takes me one minute to get my Daily Harvest smoothie going. Mint and cacao is obviously my personal favorite. And then I can throw a harvest bowl in my bag, eat lunch for later. Yes, it's amazing. And by working directly with farmers, Daily Harvest sources the best ingredients, freezes them at peak ripeness to lock in flavor and nutrients, and they never use artificial preservatives or ingredients. Our freezer is stocked with Daily Harvest meals, and they come to my rescue many times a week. I can say that for a fact. They are so delicious too. I uh, just had the cauliflower rice and pesto bowl for dinner last night. Ooh. Oh my gosh, so good. And by the way, their latest drop is a collection of grains that's been helping me get dinner on the table in minutes. It pairs perfectly with every meal. Eating delicious, nourishing, and easy to prep meals has never been easier thanks to Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash mom dad to get up to $65 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash mom dad for up to $65 off your first box dailyharvest.com slash mom dad so i've been making an effort lately to really look out for my body i mean it's the only one i've got and did you know this about 80 percent of your immune system is located in your gut and digestive tract so healthy digestion is essential for overall health and wellness that's why I've been taking OptiGreens 50 from First Form. OptiGreens 50 is a precisely formulated greens superfood powder meant for overall immune system support and digestive health. OptiGreens 50 has 50 hand-chosen ingredients effectively dosed. And there are five different blends in OptiGreens 50 for specific digestive health and immune system benefits. It's not necessarily how many ingredients. The most important point is that there is the right amount of each ingredient. And 100% of the greens ingredients are all grown and manufactured in the USA. It's low temperature processed, 100% organic grasses. Low temperature processing increases the bioavailability of the product, meaning your body can more effectively utilize the nutrients in the product instead of the nutrients being high temperature processed, which leads to lower usable nutrient content for your body to benefit from. And the taste, okay? I'm really picky about the taste and OptiGreen's 50s taste and texture are like no other product on the market. It's not gritty and it has this really amazing sweet berry flavor from natural flavors. And by the way, they're so confident in the flavor that if you don't like it, they offer a 110% money back guarantee. So send it back if you don't think that it's the best tasting and highest quality greens powder on the market and they'll give you your money back plus 10%. Visit firstform.com slash mom dad. That's firstform.com slash mom dad. That's the number one S-T-P-H-O-R-M dot com slash mom dad to get free shipping through this link on any orders over $75. Firstform.com slash mom dad. 
but yeah, my girlfriends were like, you just need to have a good time. And I'm like, I'm so for a good time, mm-hmm. but I also want to connect with the person, you know? And now I'm a mom. Like, I've never been a single mom. Right. Yeah. So, like, it's different. Mm-hmm. And I've never been the type to just, and n- no shame or no, n- like, mad respect for anybody's right. decision. But everybody's process is different, what they're comfortable Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Yeah. But, like, for me, I'm not one to like have one night stands or go like have sex with just anybody. I actually want to connect with the person so that I can like fully be present and like feel good about it. Doesn't mean we have to get married, you know, or like I just I want to connect on a deeper level and not just be like emotional connection with someone. Exactly. Because you're exchanging that beautiful like energy right and i'm sure the friends over there are like one night stand <laughs> give us the stories <laughs> no it's but 100 so and that's the thing is whatever you're comfortable with absolutely which is now part of your process too where you're you're having now these moments where you're like now i get to decide what it's gonna look like exactly for me and this is what i want and this is what i'm comfortable with and for sure yeah <clears throat> but i also want that like i'm working on this feminine energy because i want to be that like the woman that's just like fully embodies herself mm-hmm. and is open and is just like, you know, flowy and sexy. And and you are. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But my friends definitely live vicariously through me. And it's <laughs> sure. so fun. It's so fun. Um, but yeah, it gets lonely. Like tonight, we're going to go out to dinner after this. And I'm going to go home to an empty house. It's it's not even about my ex or like the partner. It's my kids aren't home. That's where I feel the most. It's all about the kids for me, mm-hmm. you know? And when I bring that person in one day, I know that it's going to be an addition to our family. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be so beautiful and I want that masculine, that healthy masculine energy in the house. And I'm not, I I like, I don't want to say I'm not worried about it because there are days where I'm just like, I just want my person. Of course. You know, I want to go on a coffee date and I want to wake up next to somebody and I want to go watch the sunsets with somebody because it's so fun. Mm -hmm. And I've been on dates. And they've been great. Okay. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's cute. Yeah. Cause like, you know, these people, well, it's very, very minimal, like very minimal, but it's sweet, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm just excited for what's about to come. Cause I definitely feel like I'm coming out of something right now mm-hmm. because of things popping up <laughs> from this crazy story. Right. So there are new things that emerge on a regular basis. On a regular basis. On a regular basis, yes. Yeah. And you already went through finding out a million shocking things over the past few years. Um, how do you deal with that, with finding out new? Because I know on one side, like you were sharing before about, hey, how to process through not having closure in certain ways right how do you then process through finding out newness because that is the piece when it comes to divorce when there are children involved 
you know, unfortunately, a lot of times it's like when when there's no kids, sometimes you can be like, we're done for forever. But then with with children. Yeah, I. So what hurts is the fact that I have to look at them and I obviously don't say it, but I think it and it sounds brutal. But just, you know, if if we had split and he was living in integrity and being honest with himself and everybody else, it would be a different story, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just like, I, I just feel bad for, for these two little boys. And not that they're, they don't have a good life because they do. And they're so loved by both parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, there's this like side of me that I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm really sorry that I chose this person. You know, and now I, I I believe that both boys chose us as is, as their parents, mm-hmm. and these lessons are needed to be learned by our little souls, and that's what hurts the most. It's man, I I could have said, I wish you knew your father before, like what a lovely human he was when we were together and we had the best times but even now like i can't say that anymore because it it was a lie Mm. was it was it not i have no idea Mm -hmm. you know so i'm at a point now where i take every wave as an opportunity to just listen to the cues that my body gives and process with my friends who two of the best of friends are in this room right behind me. I'm not even going to look. <laughs> um, but had it not been for these two girls, I don't think I'd be here. Like truly. When it comes to friends and healing, is that your biggest takeaway that you would tell people is to surround yourself with people who see you. Yes, but also be vulnerable about it. Mm. Like, don't be afraid to show who you really are. I think that's been my biggest takeaway. And it's so difficult to show up on Instagram and like what I do, because that's still a lesson. But the people around me have seen the real me. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that like they haven't like, They've seen nothing but real, like my soul. I've poured out every little bit of me and they still love me and they're still here. Was that hard for you to do? Was it hard for you to like? Yeah. Be just fully like, here's everything. Yes. Because I've had to look at myself. Mm. Friends, people in our lives are mirrors. Mm -hmm. And in order to heal, in order to continue on this journey called life, like you have to look at yourself. And it's okay to have things that you don't like about, like I cringe at certain things that I say or that I've taken pictures of or whatever. But like I had to go through that to like grow. Mm -hmm. And you have to look at yourself and say, you know what? I didn't like this, but that's okay because I like this now. 
So that's that's been my one of my biggest takeaways. So showing up and being like just completely vulnerable. Yeah. I think that that's probably something if I was in your shoes that like I said going inside would be really hard is just to not just cave in but to be fully open and I know that I've always experienced that with you. You've always when through all of this just here here's everything. Yeah. And this is where I'm at. And because of that, then the people in your life are able to like meet you in that space because if they don't hear it, then you don't necessarily know, you know, Um, what are your thoughts then on when it comes to then the friends in your life about then communicating your needs? Will you just look at some of these girls and be like, (laughs) I need this today. Like, I don't want to, I need to go out. Like, I need this distraction. Will you just be like straight, straight shooting communication? Like SOS. Yes. Um, I think with our friend group, we have a group text. So only two of seven are here. Mm-hmm. It, is it is a crew. It's a crew. And, and there's like so many more. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and I think it's so beautiful and there's never any competition. There's enough to go around. And I think that's the best part. But um, I basically just say, hey, girls, you know, like this is what's going down or even the (laughs) screenshot or whatever. And it's like, all right, how can we support you? Mm -hmm. You know, with every girl, it's like, how can we support you? How can we be there? And sure, they have families, they have lives, they have businesses to run. So, you know, I, I think we we learn each other's boundaries. Mm-hmm. We're very clear with communication. We've had our moments. I feel like every relationship does. But if you can't grow together, then like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And we've all shown up for each other. How do you if you would like give any suggestion to finding that like core group of people, that chosen family, those friends in your life, because I know a lot of times we get messages from people who are like, I don't know how to find those friends. And so when, of course, then you're going through struggles like this, it's like such a central part to the healing process. Yeah. What do you think about like finding? Because what's amazing is that you found a core group of friends who are like soulmate friends yeah. later on in life, right? These aren't people that you've known since you were 12. Like this is right adulthood. I think what I'm learning now is you have to embody what you want. And mind I you, I was, I was in a place where I didn't want to be where I was. But the fact that I was vulnerable and I've known Jenna for a year before all of this kind of happened Mm -hmm. and we could have easily been vulnerable and had real conversations, but we didn't for some reason. Mm -hmm. And so when shit hit the fan, I spilled everything. I wasn't afraid to share my feelings. Mm -hmm. It was SOS type situation, you know, like it doesn't matter. This is who I am. This is me. Can you help me? Mm -hmm. And then Jenna and I had started a relationship And then I went to go see Jess and I continue to call her, continue to call her. I mean, I called my, I exhausted my phone calls. I exhausted the text (laughs) messages. I like, it it was just that. And they stuck around with me. 
I love that. Thank you, girls. So it's like in those moments, it's in those (laughs) moments where you might be like hesitant to be like, oh God, should I text again? Am I calling? Then it's just like, just do it. Just do it. It's it's hard. I should be taking my advice with the dating aspect of this. (laughs) Hey, one thing at a time, you know, you're moving, we're moving in. But um, yeah, I, you know, that's one way. That's the, I, I think the only way to have real meaningful relationships, like if they're not calling you, don't be the person that's like, oh, whatever. They're not calling. Call them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reach out to them. Be like, hey, do you want to go to the park? Hey, do you want to do this? Like, I think we're all like that. So that's why it's like, okay, cool. But we have to establish that. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Okay. With then on the parenting aspect of things. I know, like you said, I mean, this is an active, this is something that's always going to be moving and taking new form. But um, right now, what would be, if you could give any sort of advice to anyone walking through this who has children, what would be something that would be a takeaway? Oh, this is so hard. The parenting subject is hard just because I, I like envision Elliot and Cole literally sitting right there and being like, hey, mom, mm-hmm. or like, I need a snack, you know, like the, just the the more like the most kiddish things. But like their sweet faces is what I think about. And there's no other way around hardships than through. Mm. And they say kids are resilient. But what about us as adults? We were once kids. And now we grow up and we have trauma, insane trauma. So are we resilient? How do we show our kids true resilience? It's you have to go through it. And now as an adult, Mm -hmm. like the trauma that I'm experiencing now isn't just the trauma that my ex has put me through. It's the whole trauma of the abandonment issues and wounds that I've had since I was four years old, five years old. And so how do we clear them? We go through it. And I want them to see what wholeness is. I want them to not just see it, but I want them to feel it, to live it. And it's tough. I am not the best always. And I'm okay with that. But I'm clear I connect with them. I do like, it's not that I do everything for them. I love what I do with them. Mm. And we're growing together. We're learning together. When I blow it, I look at Elliot in the eyes and say, dude, adults don't know anything. Mm. Like you and I are on the same field, my guy, because I'm still learning And he teaches me so much about, I didn't like how you spoke to me, mom. Or, you know what? I didn't like that. Or I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. I think the amount of, just the the difference in adulthood, if you can look back and have a parent in your life who's able to admit when there's mistakes made or when they're struggling is incredible. My life would have totally been different if my mom had looked me in the eyes and said, I am in depression. I am struggling 
I don't know how to parent. Nobody knows how to parent. Mm-hmm. Like no, in reality, so we're true. winging it. Like <laughs> we're all so good. Yeah, we're all just going through it yeah. with our own kids. No kid is the same. Mm-hmm. Trust me. My boys are opposite. Two opposite kids, (laughs) (laughs) and they're so so cool. Yeah, but like I can't parent Elliot the same way I parent Cole. There's no way. Mm -hmm. And so that to me, it's just it's a it's all learning lessons. So I take it day by day. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like one of the biggest? lessons that you're able to show your kids is this healing journey that you've been going through yeah I think I think the the best part for me is showing them community Mm -hmm. and how you know even though you don't have because Elliot wants a sister or a brother and you know we have that in our friends and we have that in community But I also love the fact that I'm showing him what self-respect is and what doing it on your own is. Because I I felt like I, I mean, we all have, um, co, what's the word? Codependency issues. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, we all have, and I, I, like growing up, I felt dependent of somebody come save me, you know, because nobody's doing it. Mm. And so now I get to show that, you know, you get to do it by yourself. If you want to put in the work, you do the work. And I think that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Healing tips. Because through all of this, and it's been a lot, and again, I know there's been like tidbits shared, which by the way, if you want to get into depth more, you know, you're always welcome to. (laughs) I just always want to be respectful of, you. you know opening up about the personal end of things but let me just say to everyone listening it's been a fucking lot yeah if you think it sounds like a lot just it's a a thousand times more yeah um through all of this you ended up then going to instagram sharing that you've been going on this process of grief Mm -hmm. of healing all of this What's that journey looked like for you? Well, I think what I'm healing from is having a person in your life that you loved so dearly that you, you know, created life together and them almost what it feels like is he died. The person I knew died. So I was grieving this person but someone's showing up at my house with a mask on that is just like his face looks the same, but there's like his eyes and like his body's like, like body language, everything about him is different. Mm-hmm. And so that was a mind fuck. It's, it still is sometimes where I'm just like, ah, you know, like it's, yeah. it's wild. So that's kind of been like my healing journey. Where I'm like, okay, this person literally died and I still get to deal with this weird version of, because there's no soul in there. Like you can just, like it, there's nothing there. Mm. It's it's very, very sad. Um, But 
just going through the motions of it all and not letting that energy affect your days and finding the beauty in literally going outside and taking a walk. Because for a year and a half, I wasn't able to go work out. I mean, I definitely walked a lot because I was processing and on the phone with all of my friends. Yeah. But I wasn't in my body for a long time. And I wasn't present. I wasn't able to really connect with anything or anyone. And when you weren't in your body at that time, was that when the way you were keeping yourself afloat in conversation with everyone reaching out? Yes. Therapy like three times a week. Okay. You know, it was so intense. And now I think my body's recovering finally. Mm -hmm. So I'm sleeping more and I'm taking things slow and everything is calm and peaceful. And like, you know, mind you, I have my moments where I'm like, ah, (laughs) sure. Of course, (laughs) I deserve those moments. Yes, you do. (laughs) But um, I think just finding gratitude in every day because my life looks so different than it did six months ago. You know, and I have so much appreciation of that. I feel like watching you and again, you know, people can observe this on Instagram and Instagram is one very specific corner of the world. Tiny little sliver of the world. Right. Side note to anyone listening. Do you have any thoughts when it comes to people on line feeling like they can judge someone or know someone? Have you felt the repercussions of that with people who might feel like they could guess or know what was going on with you or how you're feeling? Yeah, I'm that person that's like, if you want answers, just come to me. Right. Just like, you don't have to make up a story. I'm flattered that you have the time. Sure. To create this narrative. Mm -hmm. But like, come to me. Mm -hmm. Ask me personally. Um, yeah, I, I don't have time for the negativity. Like, I don't read any of the, have you read the Reddit? Like, you know, yeah, I know that there's a thread, but I've never been on it. Nor do I care Mm -mm. because it's like, again, very flattered. And I'm sure that's going (laughs) to probably be on there. Quote unquote, she's flattered. But like, really, it's again, it's that low like yeah you're like i know what's going on in my life i know i know firsthand like i wish i could share more yeah i wish that i could be like yo this is the real i mean this conversation was probably as real as i guess but that's what i was gonna say is this is something then this is the surface people have to keep in mind right is when they're making an assumption and saying oh well if there was more than she'd say it's like Everybody, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Yes. Where that some wish... people can't share for many different reasons. Exactly. And so instead of coming up with, you know, a thousand different loopholes of like, hey, this is why. And it's like, for, you don't know anything. No. What's happening in right. trust. There's a lot. And and trust. <laughs> I still feel like, oh, it, it was that even a lie? I have no idea. Yeah. So your guess is probably as good as it's going to get. Yeah, you're like, add it to the pile. Sure. <laughs> like, whatever. Right over here. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. But I can't. I can't with that. Yeah. I just wanted to side note that I was just thinking about that. Sorry. Okay. But off of social media, what I was going to say is, even though it's just a little sliver of this tiny corner of your world and what we see, 
one of the things that I feel like I've seen is you stepping into these whole new adventures in the past few months. My travels. Your travels. Has that been a huge part of healing for you? It has because I've always been that person that loves adventure Mm -hmm. and wants to do things and takes action. But because I was married and kind of fed this false narrative of who I was, Mm -hmm. I almost started to believe it. Like I wasn't the fun one. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Actually, I did all the things before, but I stopped. Mm -hmm. Why? And so now I'm just coming into my own. I'm revisiting my interests and picking up new hobbies and doing new things. And I'm not afraid to go eat by myself. I'm not afraid to go watch a movie by myself or go watch the damn sunset by myself. Like, You'll travel across the world by yourself, I, girl, and you I did, did it. it. <laughs> I did. I did, did and it. it was so fun. Like, no one's going to do that for me. So why not do it for myself? It's an investment for me, for my kids that watch. Mm-hmm. They're literally seeing every little thing that I do. And if my actions don't match with my words, what is that going to do for them? It is so true. I mean, as as your friend watching it, being like, oh, my God, she is going on her own across to the other side of the world, like living in this in this moment and taking to, to do that all by yourself just in the idea of just feeling alone and stepping into a new place i as your friend was like god damn i'm motivated right now like i need to take some investment in my life and like kind of check where i'm at let alone your children like you said yeah having then your children observe and see like oh my god well and mind this you is what I, life was like for mom yeah and mind you i was terrified of traveling like getting on an airplane gave me major anxiety you know and now it's like i've been through the worst of the worst that like getting on a freaking airplane does not scare me <laughs> one like, bit like nothing is as scary as what i've been through mm-hmm. and what i'm continuing to go through So it's like, you know what? Life's going to continue and I'm going to, am I going to be paralyzed by this? Absolutely not. And I'm going to do the things that I was told, oh, you never did, but I'm doing them. I love that, by the way, that piece of advice for anyone who's in a relationship that's feeling like they're struggling and something's off or feeling like they're losing themselves is how often like a toxic partner will look at you and say, this is who you are. And you're like, right. that doesn't feel right. Yeah. And like you said, that practice of remembering who I was, who was I before right. this person was in my life and remembering that and being mm-hmm. like, that's who I am. Yeah. I you went, know? I used to go to Coachella every year and then I stopped yeah. for seven years and I went this year and it was so freaking fun. <laughs> It's a whole new level when you are who you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, and when you truly step into that or are stepping into this new person and you're like, oh, like this is fun. Mm-hmm. It's on a whole new level. You can see it. Thank you. You can see it. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
So I so appreciate you being willing to like sit and have this conversation. And like you said, there's certain places you can't go. So I just appreciate you even being willing to go there with me sitting together. Um, are there any things that you want to share to anyone listening as you've walked through this, whether it be, you know, moments of clarity that you had, like all these things, are there any just kind of that, those parting feelings? I think I had to go through what I went through to kind of really see the bigger picture. It was almost like God, the universe, whatever, was almost pulling me back, like baby steps back, being like, you're going to see the full picture. Mm -hmm. Just trust. And I have this, I have trust issues, you know, clearly, obviously. Well, for I many mean, reasons. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> and I'm working on that, but you know, it's, it's so hard to trust the process, whether you've been through what I've been through or something similar or a totally different experience. I think everything always falls into place at the perfect time mm. because there were so many times where I wish I would to have this like piece of information at this certain time, but I had to continue to walk that darkness to really see that spark that like opened up mm -hmm. a whole new level of light, you know? Mm -hmm. And as I keep taking baby steps back to see a full picture, it just looks a lot better. And you're almost able to take a fresh, like a breath of fresh air and just be like, oh, you know, like, oh, there are like little like artwork on like on this side and oh it looks prettier on this side and yeah like I could only see this part of the painting but like if you step back it just you're able to get that clarity and as to why life looked a certain way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like people regardless of if obviously it's very different energies but if someone has gone through having to go through what you did with an affair and just the deceit or even someone who's in the middle of going through a breakup. I feel like there's this picture sometimes that we, like you're saying this idea of this picture. I, I love that. Cause I feel like there's this picture sometimes that we have in our mind of what we decide our future is going to look like. Right. And when all of a sudden that person looks different or that path looks different, it is, can be devastating. It's a new shift and you have to grieve and the idea of letting yourself take the time to grieve, but then knowing that on the other side is like what you're seeing, just these pieces of the picture yeah, that you didn't know were there before. Mm -hmm. And it makes you appreciate it even more. Mm. And my goal throughout this whole journey is to continue to stay with an open heart, soft heart, because I want to let love in. I know that actual love exists. I see it every day with my boys, with my friends, the people around me. Mm -hmm. And sure, it looks totally different, but I I can actually sit here and tell you face to face that I wouldn't want to have it any other way. 
Like I'm actually living and like seeing the world with like an like a clear lens. And sometimes it's the view sucks. <laughs> you know, but the trusting of the process is a lifelong lesson that I will continue to happily walk through. I just love you. I love you. And coming up next, shut the kale up dating game show on the channel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no. I'm, I'm such like, a one person right, bring person. in the guys. <laughs> <laughs> They've been hiding behind the curtains this whole time. <laughs> no it's funny because they like my friends are like get on the dating apps already and i'm like maybe one day i don't know but i just feel like i'm gonna find him at like whole foods or something yeah, like, find oh, him IRL. dude i buy the same salt <laughs> like oh my god it's the same maybe on a reality tv show would you ever consider <laughs> i just the like i know i know it's coming of and of course you know like i'm just enjoying but no you let it happen when it happens you just you know the friends around you're gonna be like so do you want to sign up for the bachelor so i can know who you want they literally were talking about that on the way here they were like dude you should be on the bachelor and i'm like no yeah i'm like i'm like the bachelor i don't know about the production on the tree, but i'm like but maybe you know a love is blind situation we could do that so you get so engaged <laughs> I want I want it to be so low key. I want to have a good time first. Of course. Like just travel and like be so low key and fun and nothing like I believe deep in my soul that you're going to have a um rom-com meeting situation. You're going to have a meet cute somewhere. I abs- one of your travels. I, I literally feel that too. Yeah, I feel it. And it's it's yeah, that's what I'm manifesting. I'm like whatever open to anything i love it i love it and i love you i love you thank you for taking the time (sighs) taking the time are you joking (laughs) i'm so honored to have you here we were literally planning on this for years yeah it was interesting it's been one of these conversations that i mean because we've been friends for so long Mm -hmm. it's like we're talking on the side obviously always about it and we've talked about wanting to have this for a long time but it just never felt like the right timing in the sense that like something would come up and then this was like, this is, yeah, this is the right timing. And I know you're coming up on like anniversary of everything. Yeah. We just passed it. Just passed it. Okay. Which was bizarre because I got the craziest call of something new and you know, with the situation and Mm -hmm. it's just like more confirmation that I'm on the right path. And this was all for me. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a lot, but it's, it's such good stuff. And you have so much good stuff coming. And obviously you're shut the kale up on Instagram, obviously. And you share on there quite a lot. Are you going to continue your journey like you have been on Instagram? Or, yeah, I'm definitely trying to figure out something, something different now. Um, Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot on the horizon and I'm just kind of trying to be as creative as possible and lean into that Mm -hmm. because I love Instagram and I love sharing, but I also think Shut the Kill Up has grown, you know, and it's not what it used to. And I love that. Mm -hmm. 
And so I want to, I don't know, use my creative vibe towards something else. But obviously Instagram is a huge part of me. So that will, that will live. It's going to live on. Live on. It's going to live on, baby. <laughs> Do you want to plug anything? I'm like, you're here. Let's plug. <laughs> Let's plug. I mean, follow me at Shut the Kill Up for my journey. And there's lots of new things coming up, actually. I'm excited. Which I'm really excited about. It's I'm excited. It's definitely new. And um, something that I've been wanting to kind of implement um, because I wish I had this while I was struggling and it's all about empowerment and moving your body possibly a move with jay type situation yes. um yeah i i'm just here to empower women and men and whoever needs to feel empowered and just remind you of your power and to take every day with a grain of salt and be grateful in it. I admire you so much. And I want to say this to all of the people who are listening. You know, I told you when you came in, I was like, there's this show, Vanderpump Rules, that we've been <laughs> going over <laughs> this reality TV yeah. show and this whole thing called Scandaval and everything that that's looked like, which is like two of the main characters and broken trust and affair lies, all of it. And every time I've been watching this, there's been so many conversations that lead to talking about conversations that we've that you and I have had and just parallels and all of this. And we're gonna have to watch the show. You're gonna have to watch the show. Maybe, maybe when you're ready. <laughs> maybe when you're ready, you're gonna have to watch the show. But something about the show that I've loved so much is that when all of this broke, when all the news broke, everyone rallied around Ariana, and this woman has received the support of the nation all the commercials with all the biggest brands and companies and everyone is just living to support her because knowing who she is and what she's gone through and supporting someone who is in the process of healing and knowing how amazing they are and recognizing that. And so That's I just sweet. want, I'm like anyone listening, like you're our Ariana, honey. <laughs> so you come in and you support Jeanette, follow Jeanette. I mean, all the things, anything you're putting out, like you are one of the best people I've ever met. And I can say that for a fact. And you have you. all of this proof behind you of amazing people who just absolutely adore you and support you. And so everyone, all the family listening, this is our Ariana Aww. and we stand by her. <laughs> we love her. Thank you. Thank you so I'm gonna much have to for watch coming. That. You're going to have to come. I love, love you. you. I love thank you. you. Again, thank you so much to Jeanette. I wish you could have been there, Ev. Oh, um, but we just love her so much and we're so, yeah. so grateful for her. She is such an amazing human being. We adore her. Yes. Um, and again, make sure to follow her, check her out, support her. 100%. All the things at Shut the Kale Up. Cannot wait for what she has coming in store. Yes. I'm very excited. Oh, can't wait. Um, okay, should we wrap this with a call home? I mean, are you out of family? your mind to think we wouldn't <laughs> check in? We got to check in with the fam. Let's do this thing. Remember, you can always call home. Hello, mom, dad, and Uncle Lee. 
I have a question today. I wanted to get your insight, your advice, any thoughts. Um, so my partner and I have been together for about seven years. Um, and my partner has always been a big sports guy. He's played sports his whole life. Um, he loves soccer. He used to play rugby. Um, and you know, he's golfing all the time. And I, on the other hand, um, <laughs> don't look at me I like that. Tried two sports. Um, one being cheerleading <laughs> in my whole life um, and, and ended up quitting that too. Um, I just don't find enjoyment out of the team aspect. I don't have a competitive bone in my body. If I'm outside, it's, you know, taking a leisurely walk um, with our dog, enjoying, you know, the scenery and the sunshine um, as long as it's warm. If it's cold, that's going to be a no from me. Um, you can usually find me inside under a blanket, um, doing something cozy. That's not to say I don't enjoy moving my body. Of course I, you know, I work out, go to the gym, exercise. My partner and I are both pretty fit, um, generally active people. We just really differ in the sense that I have no desire to go play a sport. Um, just really doesn't do anything for me. But my partner has been expressing more and more lately that he would love to do something of that nature with me. Mm -hmm. um, he really is my best friend. He loves to do everything together, um, which is very sweet. But I am just not a sports girl. Um, you know, we threw around some ideas of different, different things that we could do. Um, he threw out the idea of a like softball league or something. And I, I felt a physical aversion to that idea uh, in my body. Just, just so not for me. Um, I felt don't sick. Really play sports on a team with anybody else. Um, I'm happy to do some things with him. Um, but that's where we're kind of falling short uh, with the ideas. Um, something that can get us moving together. Uh, I am not a runner. Um, I have no interest in that. I've tried it. I've tried a lot of these things and I just know I don't enjoy it. So it's not for lack of trying. So that's really my question. Um, is this something you guys have ran into? Do you have any ideas for anything sport like that we can do together? Um, open to, to hearing your thoughts. Thanks guys. Love you. I'd be like, is Scrabble considered a sport? Because I can join you. Let's do a group Scrabble game. Is reality TV a sport? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my this goodness. This is a great question. This is a great question. And I resonate with this so deeply because let me just tell you, you said you've tried two sports. I don't think I've tried any sports. Actually, you know what? When I was little, I did. You swam. I, I, I swam a little. I played a little bit of um, soccer. Yeah. But, you know, that was when I was maybe about six or seven caps. Yeah. Um, I am not a sports person right. in the least. And so when I hear this, listen, I completely understand when you have a partner that you have the desire and clearly your partner has the desire to want to do certain activities together. You know, I tend to be of the belief that like you guys can find something that you enjoy doing together that the other person isn't opposed to. So my initial reaction would be like, okay, well, you're not a sports person, so he can then do his sports thing. And then you do, like you said, your cozy bed thing. And then you find something else that you can do together. Cozy bed. <laughs> That's so, yeah, like, like when I'm, she said I'm, the bed. She's like, I'm competitive, just only in the bed. 
chilling department. Yeah, I'm like, I can do this. I would love to have a sleep, a bed sleep competitive. Sleep I'm like, I could do that. I could, That yeah. I could do. Um, but that would be my natural instinct would be to say that. But since you're saying that he specifically is wanting um, or desiring that you do this sports world together. Mm. Um, man, when you just mentioned the softball, the group, the team thing, I felt <laughs> that deep in my body too, because there's a level of like, okay, if we're joining a league, that means that I have to show up every week and be like, talking to everyone and be like getting the gear and And especially too i know that a lot of times when you're an adult a lot of times when there's a league it's people who used to play it in high school and college then you're kind of like listen kind of taking it too seriously right or they're like very good at it and you're kind of like damn this is my first time doing this like this isn't so much my thing i mean my suggestion would be I'm sure you've had this conversation with your partner a million times, but just to be like, listen, I want to be there and uh, have a vested interest in your interests. And I understand you wanting to participate in these together, but can we start with not a group sport, like not a league, not a team situation. Can we start with maybe doing something that we both have never tried? You know, maybe I don't know if this is considered a sport. I don't know if you live by the ocean, but I'm like, is scuba diving a sport? Uh, right. It's but more adventure, less like who wins. Right. Something that's active, but not necessarily competitive. Maybe a rock climbing type thing. I don't know if either of you have done that, but something that I think would be fun that you could proposition to your partner is like, I like the idea of, you know, you're so talented at this and are so good at all these things. Um, and I feel like I haven't necessarily uh, had much experience in this. I would love us to try something for the first time together that then could be our thing. Yeah, okay, I like that. That would be what my suggestion would be. Again, I don't know how, if it's like, like you said, your partner's like, it, it has to be a team sport, but I'd be like, listen, again, Meet I'm here middle, yeah. for you and I want to be participating in your interest because I care about you, but let's make a compromise here and maybe not do a league yet. Let's start with this. Okay, I like that. You know? I like that. I, uh, first of all, I'm going to go, I'm going to first talk about what I think is actually happening. Okay. Then get into maybe a practical solution. Okay. What I think is happening right now is that he loves to do a lot of these things uh-huh. and it's pulling him away from your guys' relationship. Okay. In that like. He's gone. Every, you know, like let's say he's a big sports guy and he has five different leagues he's in. That means five days a week he's not home. So probably he's trying to think of ways for him to scratch the itch without being gone all the time. So he's thinking if there's some things we can do together, then maybe it won't feel like I'm constantly gone or he's reaching out to want to spend time time with her. But it's like, I also want to do this. I bet it's less like we really need to do the sport together. And I bet it's more like, I feel bad signing up for yet another one. So I'm on night seven of leagues that I'm in. Maybe if she joined a couple, it wouldn't feel as selfish. Honestly, that's yeah. the vibe I'm getting. Okay, okay. Um, just sense. knowing kind of generally how this goes is like, it's like, I like to do these things. I'm not a homebody. I don't want to stick around. I don't like being in bed. So maybe we can find something that's a little more in the middle. You can join a league with me. I'm including you in my things, but I'm also not saying like, 
You know what I'm saying? So maybe, maybe there's been a talks lately of, hey, like it'd be nice if we had a date night every once in a while because you're on 17 leagues. And he's right. going, or you can join my league. Right. You know what I mean? It's so, like, Evan, you love, you love golfing. I do love golf. And the thing about golf is that it is like about a 12 hour sport. Yeah, it's about four. Okay, let's just all relax. <laughs> but, so the but, thing is, it can be like yeah. a full day. So if he's golfing so, and then he has two leagues and then he has a thing and then he goes surfing, it's like right. there's all time that he's not hanging with you. So, so what I'm saying with you is it's like if you, because you love to golf, golf you don't do you don't golf as much because it takes up a large portion of the day and if i were to be like oh i love golfing then it'd be like great we're right. spending quality time together and i'm not to gone for 12 hours i get to do what i want right. and that whole thing sure 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 sure. so sure. you could do a couple different things two really practical ones the first one i feel like it sounds like it would be the easiest as you already have declared you're a gym goer mm-hmm. go to the gym together Okay. So yeah. I don't know if you do that already, but that's another two hours or an hour or however long people spend at the yeah. gym. I don't really go to the gym, but like however long people spend at the gym, I feel like you could do that together. So if you're working out right next to each other, talking, hanging, that's two hours that's of like not apart. You could also do classes at the gym together. Yep. Like if there's spin classes, that's a group. That's a group thing, vibe. Some right? work. Maybe like there's a boxing class, you know, you do yeah. a thing together. So there's that. Another is more specifically with the golf that you've expressed to me. And I feel like we could do is you chill in the cart, <laughs> sip on a drink, hang out while he golfs. So then you guys are hanging out for four hours together and he gets his little sport thing off mm-hmm. and you get to chill. Yeah. Now, if you're saying, I don't even want to do that, then I'd, you know, that's different. But I'm more saying if it's like, it's, it sounds like I like that because you don't have to partake. Right. It's also beautiful outside. You're vibing, you're chilling and you get to just relax. If you have a little dog, you know, you could bring the dog with you in the cart and just cuddle with the puppy. I mean, who knows what the options I are? I feel like Evan's definitely picturing this in our future. I think this is uh, these are all ideas I have. But also I would say, Aside from this, if you're not feeling like, hey, if you're not kind of calling him being like, hey, you're gone a lot. You're always doing these sports things. We're not hanging out very often. And this is a tension in your relationship. If that's not the case for you and you're like, no, do everything you want. Reiterate to him. You don't need to do this for me. Like if he's feeling like a guilt and you're you don't feel like he and needs you're genuinely to f- and you're okay genuinely with it. cool with it. Yeah. Reiterate to him like, babe, I'm cool with you doing your thing. I'll do my thing so that he doesn't feel like maybe he's feeling like he has to kind of figure something out. Right. Um, just let him do his thing. See how that goes. So I would say these are all kind of like practical options for you without you having to compromise your own fun just to like figure this out. Now, maybe there is a compromise there. You know, maybe he compromises for you in certain ways. That's relationship. You guys compromise for each other sometimes, make each other happy. It's not the ideal thing, but hey, you know, we do it for each other. Sure. Um, But if it's not like that and everything's totally cool, it's just like he's maybe feeling or it's okay also for him to kind of know like, hey, I'm here for you in every other part of my life. I don't right. need to do a sport with you. I know you want that, but I don't want to do it. And then we're cool. Like, yeah. we, we got to get over that. I was going to say that, too. It's like there's also the piece of you're like, I don't want to do any of this. Like, yes, sure. In relationships, you have to make certain compromises and sa- sacrifices. Yeah. But listen, if again, if you are like, I really, really don't want to do this. And yeah. let's be real. This isn't something that's in a, in a relationship where you're like, hey, you have a character flaw in this way. And this right. needs to be adjusted. This is just something that's like an enjoyable thing for him. Then if you don't want to do it, you mean like, I don't want to do it, but right. go for it, you know? And then I'd also, you know, take into consideration too, like, again, having no idea what your guys' dynamic is or your relationship's like, if you're a little bit like, hey, 
you're not showing up for me in certain ways and you're now asking me to show up for you in a specific league way. Let's take you know note of that as well. Like, hold on a second. Maybe you just want to do your sports and because you don't want to necessarily do what I want to do and you're going to consider this quality time. Like, that's a different conversation. Yeah. And if he's on league number seven in the week, he feels guilty about it. You feel like he's gone too much. You know better in that, like, it's your relationship and your situation, but maybe he needs to bite the bullet and not join the seventh league. Yeah. Maybe on Sundays. Or not that's request you- for you to join the Yeah. League. Maybe he's, maybe there is a level of like trying to have the cake and eat it too. And sure. sometimes you can have six pieces of cake, but the seventh one on Sunday, it's like, hey, maybe we can yeah. go on a date night instead of that. You exactly. know what I mean? So, exactly. These are all kind of like options giving you for whatever you're going through because you don't know the specifics. But I would say that, like, yeah. There can be a solution here, and the solution doesn't mean you have to join the tennis club and work all day. You know what I mean? Like playing tennis. So, Yes, and solidarity to everyone out there who does not like sports and doesn't (laughs) want to join a league because I feel that so deeply, okay? But yeah, a few suggestions, a few suggestions. Good luck on your journey. Let us know what happens. Yeah, I always love a good follow-up, by the way. Anyone out there, uh, I don't mind. You know, I, I love a good, like... By the way, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. I tried this. It went catastrophically wrong or it was amazing. Here's what we got. Or I found a mixture of your your advice and we figured it out. Yes, please. I love love a follow up. Love a follow up. Um, Well, we love all of you so much, family. Thank you so much for joining us today. And again, tune in on Wednesday for Vanderpump Reunion Part 2. So excited. All right. Love you all. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye.